Producer Mel here. Houston and I are out of the country, so we apologize for what you're about to hear. You are listening to the DU Football Show? Robbie, how's it going today? I'm feeling like Mike Rogers. There we go. Russ, how are you, my friend? I am doing wonderful today. Awesome. The Houstons are out of the country and the drunk Uber passenger's in charge. Uh, Hopefully we don't crash the fucking car. (laughs) But if we do, I think that'll be okay. And now that we're out from under the ruthless thumb of the dictator Sam Houston, fuck a mute button. The People's Podcast has actually returned. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Graham, and across the way from me is one of my besties, Rob Holmes. How you doing, buddy? I'm awesome, man. Awesome. Good. Russ, how are you? Sitting in for Mel? I'm looking forward to producing another show with this podcast. There we go. Uh, Well, welcome back. Um, We are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can find us on just about every podcast platform you can think of. Uh, Remember to please share, subscribe, rate, review. Um, And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Rob, could you tell everyone how they can get in touch? My bad. So, (laughs) yeah, I so the last time I did this, there was a script, and oh, I was, was looking written. for it. I'm like, I don't see what I'm supposed to be saying here. <laughs> do you right, pause it? Do, do you want me to just continue? Just continue. I okay, can edit I'll it just do a pause, and then if you we want, can edit just it rewind it. Yeah, you can find us out on all the socials at du football show, and by email, which I know Mr. Graham over there has one to read at <laughs> du football show at gmail dot com. I do have one to read uh, from one of the um, Mobtown Magpies, uh, Keith, that came out to the live show. Uh, he asked, since the next show will be all about you, me, um, I was wondering which of the week's matchups was most like sticking a needle into your eye. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend, the ones that just passed, I mean, that Watford Man U game was terrible. Both sides were horrendous, which we'll come on to. And Bournemouth and Burnley was just an ugly, ugly game. That was pitiful. Um, and then he asked, also, how drunk was I for the early match watching our, uh, our Arsenal take on Everton? Not and drunk actually, enough. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. Um, to, uh, actually, I didn't drink at all. I had to work. <laughs> so I got up and watched the game with Tegan and then pissed off. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. It sucks. So no day drinking for me this weekend. It's a working weekend. So I was about a half bottle down of vodka by halftime. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that was also a, a pitiful fucking game. Um, so actually, Russ and I both work in the wine and spirits industry, uh, and we have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits, which Rob does too, even though he doesn't work in the wine and spirits that industry. That's correct. <laughs> uh, and as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every show. Rob, would you tell these kind folk what we're drinking tonight? Yeah, we're drinking a, a locally distilled whiskey. Um, it's a newer distillery. It was started by a friend of mine, Nick Chaffee, and his business partner, Mark Turner, uh, they bought property out on Lost Mountain in De La Plain, Virginia. Uh, they're currently uh, on the shelf in uh, select stores in D.C. and a couple of uh, restaurants uh, such as Bobby Vans in D.C. Um, they also have a bottling shop um, in Fairfax uh, where you can uh, get their whiskey there. Um, they only offer single-barrel straight bourbon whiskeys. Uh, one has a prominent uh, wheat mash build and the other a rye. Oh, awesome. Um and currently, we're sipping on the uh, the fourth barrel, 
uh, that they released. It's a uh, 90 proof, uh, 36% rye mash build rye. Um, and it runs about $30 on the shelf. Um, and you can find out more information about them on uh, lostwhiskey.com. And if anybody has any questions from the show, just reach out to the show. and I'll be glad to help out. Yeah, awesome. It's damn good whiskey, by the way. Yeah, I would agree. All right, boys, let's do it. Cheers. All right. So let's get into the games here. And because I'm in charge, and yes, Alan, Houston. Hey, hey. Huh. What are you supposed to say? What or is that I... my job? That's your what? job. Oh, you're supposed to drink responsibly. Oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> it's on the, it says say drink yeah, responsibly. Yeah, and I'm a fucking tool fucking because tool. I forgot. Cool. <laughs> drink responsibly. Um, so, yeah, uh, I am in charge this week. You are? We're both Arsenal supporters. We are. And um, I am going to make it all about myself, Alan. As you I, should. At Houston, it is all about me, all about us. So we are going to start with the dismal affair of Everton versus Arsenal. Nil, nil. Um on the field, there was nothing really to talk about. Um, so, what does a fine wine and an Everton have in common? What's that? They both spend a lot of time in the cellar, <laughs> cost way too much, and are only enjoyed on select occasions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, this past Saturday was not one of those Not occasions. one of those times. No. Um, I've never seen two men, and really, the story here is the two new managers. Absolutely. Because... Right? Um, <laughs> Everton didn't muster a shot on target, and Arsenal only had two, and it took them to the second half to get both of those. So there's nothing on field to talk about. Putrid, yeah. It was, uh, it was awful. Horrible. Yep. I've never seen two men like go from happy about their new contracts to regretting every decision they made in the previous 24 hours <laughs> at the same time, sitting about two boxes away from each other. The funny part was that uh, in Arteta's first uh, press conference, he still has he, – he said it himself he wasn't official yet. He was waiting on – his legal team to finish the paperwork. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe he's thinking, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me call the lawyer, tell him to burn it. Jeez. Yeah. No, it was it was really pitiful. And um, what do you think about uh, about Mikel Arteta? So uh, my like I was telling you before the show beforehand, uh, the initial thought was uh, anger. And I think I was talking to Carrie on uh, Facebook about yeah. this, and he was you know. Be patient, and uh, you know, patience running thin as an Arsenal supporter right now. Absolutely. Um, but that being said, after I listened to his exclusive interview with Arsenal on Arsenal.com, yeah, um, and I got to understand the way he thinks, mm -hmm. I'm actually excited now. Yeah, he said all the right things. Yeah, um, he was asked at one point. Um, he said, uh, "You once were said that the crowd, once the crowd gets going at the Emirates, we're unstoppable." Right. And he basically said that in the past, you, when you would, if you're on a bus and you're an opponent, uh, on the opposing side and you're driving up to the Emirates, it's a uh, wow. Oh yeah. It's what, what, it, what are well, we getting that's ourselves what it into? Be. Type right. fear. And exactly. He said that he wants to create fear in the opponent, and and I I love that from him because that's what I remember. Being an Arsenal supporter Absolutely. all these years, it's nobody wants to fuck with Arsenal at the Emirates or Highbury, whatever. Our yeah. home is our no, home. Absolutely, yeah. And, and our it, supporters it was a fortress. are tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So I love that. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm going to give the guy a chance. Um, I mean, at this point, we have to. Yeah. We don't really have an option now because um, I, I don't want to be another three-manager team like Watford. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, we got to give him a chance. It's his first job. It's a very big job to step into, so a lot of pressure. But um, 
if if the meme that I saw today on Arsenal America is to be believed, uh, him at the stands at Everton this past weekend, looking down, irritated and pissed off at the product on the field, uh, and they had an evil cat from a animated movie next to him. Right. <laughs> Look exactly alike. <laughs> and uh, so basically, just needs to push everyone's ego off the table like that evil cat. And, and yeah. get their confidence back. Break well, them down, build he, them back up as a unit. He was also asked in that interview, um, they, he basically said, uh, do you feel like Arsenal has fallen from their way? And basically was asking him to call out the, the club right. and, and just say that we're, not, we're in a place right now that we've never been in the last, in the last 25, 30 years. Yep. And he said, in my opinion, yes, we're not good old Arsenal right now. And right. I'm going to make small, minor adjustments to get us back to that point and i'm like you can't you can't hate what he's saying i just hope that he can produce what he's saying on the pitch absolutely uh me too um on the flip side to that carlo Ancelotti, somebody that probably with the name and his pedigree more suited for arsenal just in terms of notoriety and 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 what's on a cv basically for the size of club big manager big club oh yeah yeah winds up at uh at that puny little club across uh stanley park there russ <laughs> they um the last manager got run out by their neighbor so i'm curious to see how quick this one will last <laughs> yeah are you nervous about the eyebrow coming across and poking you no not at all <laughs> i i found it i find it odd that he, he was uh quoted saying that he was attracted to everton because of their new stadium deal right what they're building a stadium on I, the dock I, yeah it's the what bramley bramley moore dock yeah Fifty-two thousand yeah. seater. Uh huh. Are they going to fill that? <laughs> I think they have to move because <laughs> Liverpool's trophy cabinet's getting too big, <laughs> so they're using that space across the park. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, actually, speaking of Liverpool, they uh, took on uh, West Ham. No, they didn't. They won the FIFA Club World Cup. Uh, the German took over the world. Congratulations to them, and, uh, and the first time they've ever won that trophy. It's the first time an English club holds all three of the what they call the international ones, the Champions League. The UEFA Cup. UEFA Cup, and now the Club well, World Cup. Well, now Europa League, but yep. yeah. So they're and, sitting uh, holding all three trophies. English clubs. And Liverpool's got two of them. That's nice. Yeah. Well, with West Ham's break, uh, it, it was reported that not even Thor could get them out of the, the dumpster fire they're in. <laughs> so the Hammers That's are right. still stuck. <laughs> they got a, a, I It's so strange to me that without Fabianski, they look a shell of themselves. And a goalkeeper should not be your star player. Right. right? What the right. fuck? They don't even wear the same jersey as <laughs> the rest of your team. Like, why that, ha- you know, it, that's ridiculous to yep. me. But, um, all right, so uh, we did have a top four um, uh, match this weekend uh, where uh, second versus third, City Leicester at, um, at the Etihad. And uh, Leicester flirted with impressing. Uh, but they really flatter to deceive, right? And uh, and City end up putting the stones to him. Jamie Vardy with a wonderful finish to open the scoring, and then Leicester didn't have a sniff after that. Yeah, and it could have been it could have been much worse. Oh yeah, Schmeichel kept them. There was the one save he made where clawed a, yeah. uh, clawed the ball out um, after he had he was shifting his body left and then dove back right and just clawed a header out. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I saw an interesting <laughs> stat too that uh, Jamie fucking Vardy. Has 33 goals in 61 games against the Big Six, which is more than any player anybody yeah, in history ever. <laughs> right. I hate him. He's awesome. He is Love good. him to death. He is good. Love him to death. The um, Mares looked like he did during Leicester's 
title winning season. Oh, yeah. It was unplayable. Oh yeah, it, got, it was it was fantastic. And Kevin De Bruyne, and Kevin De Bruyne, just De Bruyne doing just, Kevin De Bruyne things. Yes, yeah, just exposing defenses like nobody else can. That just ball a, that he played for for Gabriel Jesus's goal was yeah, absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Insane. Absolutely ridiculous. He had the space of a butthole to fit a soccer ball through, and he yep, did it. And he did it. And he did it. Yep. Um, Jesus' first time scoring since January at the Etihad. Right. Um, yep. So get that you know monkey off his back, and hopefully he'll be able to, you know, move on. Absolutely. All right. Um, then we also had another near top of the table clash with top four implications in uh, the Jose Mourinho derby, the real one. Um, Tottenham zero, Chelsea two. What do we think about this one? Other than the nicest guy in world football getting another red. Yeah, he's a complete <laughs> asshat. And his reaction to the card was comical at oh, best. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I He very blatantly kicked out. It doesn't matter if he made real contact. I mean, sure, Rudiger sold it, but... Yeah. You know that we. How many times have we talked about just in general? If you don't go down, if you you don't get the penalty, right? If you, so you almost have to do a little bit of acting. Um, and Son definitely kicked out. It was it was rash. It was stupid. And then you know, as Sam said, and and I'm starting to believe it a little bit. He tries to use that Asian coyness. That yeah, I, innocence. I, I tried defending Son uh, last time with Absolutely. Houston, and there, this is you can't. There's no defense it's, to this. No, you, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, first he should player, get banned for more than just one game. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he'll get three. You think we'll get three? He'll definitely yeah. get three, yeah. But he's such a nice guy, though. <laughs> I mean, will they reduce a, a game just because he's such a nice guy? No. Um, they won't reduce it. Uh, if anything, if they judge it to be a frivolous appeal, if they do appeal it, they'll get an extra game and they can increase the fine as well. But then um, VR, VR will check it. And, and Liverpool will get a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone will be kung fu fighting. <laughs> so, yeah. And really, that was, you know, um, was it Gazaniga that probably should have been sent off also yeah. uh, with a kung fu kick that Eric Cantona would be jealous of? Yeah. That was, the was, fuck was, was that? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even care about anything. He was just like... He I'm had a, at least two chances to catch the ball, head the ball. Yeah. He could have done anything yeah. else. Instead, leaves... <laughs> Jumps, puts his body completely horizontally, and just kicks through. Was it Deli Alley? Who was running? I can't remember who was running onto it. And just <laughs> completely just cleans him out. And he got a yellow. <laughs> That's a clear <laughs> goal scoring opportunity. It was absolutely fantastic. That should have been a red. Oh, man. That was too good. How about William? What a goal. Just he, he was class the you whole can't, game. Yeah. You can't teach that. He's fantastic. Um, but no, Gazaniga forgot he could use his hands. I don't. Yeah. It's like, um, but it was really, there, at times this game kind of broke down to be kind of schoolboy stuff. You know, challenges flying in from all over the place. Just everybody at sixes and sevens. At one point, Deli Alley was fucking playing left back. Right. It was like there was no plan or cohesion, and it almost looked to me. I mean, maybe the idea was Deli Alley just kind of man mark Mason Mountain, just follow him wherever he goes defensively. But it obviously didn't work. They they were completely out of shape, and Chelsea took advantage of it. And the 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 pupil, you know, has now surpassed the master. That's the second time yeah. uh, Frank Lampard's beaten Mourinho as a manager. Yep. Remember last season, Darby um, knocked uh, Manchester United out of the League Cup. Um, so, I think it was a a good way to bounce back from some pretty poor form of late for Chelsea, um, and just kind of widens that gap a little bit in fourth spot. The thing about that match that just shocked me is the. What we keep hearing you chant about all the time is the fans. Yeah. So this is, again, 
I promised I was going to bring it up every time I fucking hear about it. And in response to Rudiger's uh, actions after getting kicked, the Tottenham supporters decided to throw things onto the field and chant monkey noises um, and be racist. The loudspeaker was implemented two times, I believe, where they made announcements to please refrain from racial abuse. Stop being fucking racist. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous that we have to keep going over this. We have to keep saying it. Um, you know, don't be mad at him because he dominated your forward line. You know what I mean? Son got himself sent off. Rudiger didn't do that. Son did it himself. He made a rash decision, and he, he fucked up. Right? So there's no reason for you to come out of your mouth in the stands and go after a player because of his, his ethnicity. Yep. It's fucking stupid. I'm going to keep calling out the stupidity every time I hear it. Stop being fucking racist. Stop being fucking cunts. All right, a couple of games that have big implications at the bottom of the table with Watford beating up on Man U 2-0 and Villa dropping points to Southampton, uh, losing 3-1. But first, Watford-Man U. Not very many chances to speak up in the the first half at all. Um, Jesse Lingard completely made the wrong decision. uh, Trying to chip the goal. Running at full speed from almost 18 yards out. Obviously didn't get it up and down. Even if he did, I think Ben Foster would have probably been able to tip it over the bar regardless. Right. Um, but all he had to do was pass it into the, the into the net, go either side of the goalkeeper, and he would have been fine. Um, but a bit ridiculous. Uh, and man, you just lost their teeth in this game, really. They were they were not as ruthless, I'm sorry, as they have been. Um, eight shots on target, but no goals. Um, and Marshall and Rasford have been in great form and couldn't do anything. Yeah, and all eight of their shots came after the 58th minute. Right. So that was as Ben Foster's first save was in the 58th minute. That's ridiculous. Um, it's it's terrible for Man U, especially as crap as as Watford have been. But now with Nigel Pearson in charge, you know they look more organized. They look like they have a plan again. Um, they're just not very good. Uh, although they did score from their only two shots on target, so one of them <laughs> was De Gea playing fucking patty cake <laughs> and then facing the ball into his own net. Yeah. That- <laughs> I've never seen that it. Reminds like me that. of Jake sometimes. <laughs> drunk. Damn. Damn, that's your brother, man. I know, my bad. <laughs> Jeez. What do you think about uh Pogba's return? Um, I think it's gonna screw up the chemistry in the midfield, to be honest with you. Well, I, I think he he's the only reason that they were able to create anything. To create anything? Yeah. yeah, I mean he I mean we've talked about it before where Fred and McTominay don't really have a lot of creativity. You know, Pereira, right. same thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. They're more hard nosed. You know, just kind of win the ball and do the basic things right. Um, but I'm surprised you didn't see Juan Mata a little bit earlier. I'm surprised you didn't see Pogba maybe a little bit earlier. Early, I know he's right. had a long layoff, but you can give him 30 minutes. I mean, he looked good for the short amount of time he played. Uh, hopefully his timeout is, you know, has uh, fixed the ego a little bit. Fat chance. I didn't say that. <laughs> do you still see him on the team after the transfer window? After January, yes. Okay. Next summer? I don't think so. Because Manchester United is going to want $150 million for him in January, period. And I don't think Real Madrid's prepared to pay that much. I think also Real Madrid's going to have to make space on their roster. They're going to have to sell some people um, to be able to afford him after spending last year's $120 million, whatever it was, for Eden Hazard. So uh, I think you'll more than likely see him make a move in the summer. But, you know, he'll dye his hair blonde and he'll play lights out for about six weeks. Get the speculation turning again, and uh, and get Real Madrid, you know, getting that checkbook out. Yep. So, 
I don't. What do you What do you think? You think he's he's going in January? I I don't see where Real Madrid has, like you said, enough cash slash assets to send up to Man U to get him. So I, I can see him staying there through the through the end of this year. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I agree. Um, Troy Deeney penalty wasn't very good, but sent De Gea the wrong way. Yep. What are you gonna do? Aaron Juan Basaka's tackle on uh, Ismael Sar was horrendous. Stupid. You should never be diving in like that. Yeah, it was extremely late. The ball was gone. There's no reason for it board. whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> so that was stupid. Uh, now, Mel's Villa, and she did do her shot of Malort before they left, if you follow us uh, on yep. the Facebook Yeah, group. I don't think the cruise ships had it. You know, I was checking, but and, <laughs> like, they don't have yeah. it on there. Uh, did you see the uh, video of the two cruise ships docking in Cozumel? Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. That's terrible. If you heard yeah. the Houston's were coming on your cruise ship, wouldn't you pull a stunt like that? <laughs> That's exactly right. She said, thank God they were going Royal Caribbean and yep. not Carnival. Um, all right, so Villa 1, Southampton 3. Uh, what is Villa going to do, man? What that, are they going to yeah, do? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, that... Oh, the silence was yeah, your yeah, answer? That's my yeah. answer. Buy, <laughs> buy stock in Malort. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? Mean... The, do you know they're pulling Malort? Oh, you sell Malort, so you know that. It, it is back. We got the letter the other day. It's, it's staying. Oh, good. All right. So they're just keeping production where it's at. So yep. they're going to be. There's able a to... big enough demand in this market over here in Studio H that they decided to keep it flowing. <laughs> got it. Um, that's what happens when we all follow shit teams. <laughs> to, to be fair, speak for yourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, without Tyrone Mings, they they look terrible. Villa. Um, they're scoring some goals here and there, but they're conceding so many. Yeah, the now. defense is awful. It's it's horrendous. And without the the presence of Tyrone Mings, I just I don't see how they're going to be safe if they keep keep on this way. They're going to have to get a little bit more compact and and figure out how to be a bit more hard nosed because they're just capitulating, like just rolling over. Yeah, they're, I mean the fir- not- the first goal uh, uh, t- target was just standing in the middle of the box with a dude right behind them and. He was defending nobody. <laughs> he was just standing there. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a very easy first goal for them. Yeah, Southampton uh, spilled save, and Danny Ings reacted first. But yep. the second yep. goal, Danny Ings' second goal. Yeah, that would look like you back in the day. Yeah, the old turn left peg. God, I miss it. Boomtown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost ripped a hole in the side netting. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, or almost knocked. Sam Houston now. <laughs> pre-game. That's right. Yeah, pre-game, yeah. <laughs> um, the game kind of fizzled out, obviously, after that, but uh, Grealish scored. Um, actually, a, a lovely goal. What is he well. doing with his hair? I don't know. It's, it's, so pe- bad. it's at Peaky Blinders, man. Yeah. He's not pulling it off. No. But he is a Brummie. He's he from Birmingham as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just what they do there. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> um, yeah, I... They 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 need to figure out how to score goals. Wesley had a couple of chances. He probably should have at least put on target. Um, and you just got to wonder where where the goals you know that are going to keep them up going to come from. They have to go out and spend money in January, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, right now they're sitting in the relegation zone, mm-hmm. so they've got to. I mean, granted, Everton's only four points ahead of them, but still they're right there in the right regulation zone and are they going to spend to try to stay up or i mean they already spent are they going to sell yeah they already spent 100 million they're probably going to have to offload one or two and then try to replace them with somebody um i heard it was funny i was listening to a uh uh talk sports show uh british radio because i have xm in my car and they sometimes play the oh you fancy the broadcast yeah and um 
uh, guy was in there talking to Darren Bent, the old Villa in Tottenham, and I think he played for Pompey also. But um, the old striker, and he was actually brought into Villa in January to help save their season. One of the last when they were fighting relegation before they actually got relegated, and um, he was saying that, yeah, you know what. I was talking to a Villa fan earlier today, and they, they really want to see Christian Penteke come back. And uh, and the guy that was on the phone was a call-in show. And he was like, you know, you got your fans back. You had really good years at Aston Villa, Christian Penteke. And you get the, you know, still kind of revered as an idol there. You get those fans, you get a little confidence back, and you, you know, might be able to start scoring goals again and stuff. And the guy on the phone was like, Darren, mate, what are you on about? He couldn't finish his Christmas, Christmas dinner. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of the funniest. You already told of, this story. I know it's that good. All right, I want to tell it again. Go ahead. You're in charge today. So. I am in charge. I do what I want. How about that? <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it, you got to worry for Villa. And as much as I hate to say it, Southampton look like they're starting to get their shit together after the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, which I don't like them. I I can't stand Southampton. I want them to go down with a passion. And um, somehow they keep eking out results over the last couple of weeks and ones that they need. Teams in and around them. We were just speaking about the uh, the bottom of the table and relegation zone. Do you mind if I throw in a quick uh, tidbit about Arsenal? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. All right. This week will be the first time that we'll be starting a top flight game on Boxing Day in the bottom half of the table since 1983, since before we were born. Jesus Christ. We're closer to the relegation zone than we are the top four. Yep. It's pitiful. But yeah, you Anyways. don't have to ask for permission for that. We well, you're in charge. It, oh, we, no, we always it's bring all it back about to Sam, Arsenal. so I don't, I don't know. We always bring it back to Arsenal. <laughs> That's fine. Um, all right, so we'll be back after this. All right, in this week's edition of Oh, So That Happened, Norwich lost to Wolves 2-1. to Newcastle beat Palace 1-0. Brighton lost to Sheffield United 1-0. And Birds... Some football was played on the south coast, I guess. <laughs> Ugly. Uh, as Bournemouth lost to Burnley 1-0. Um, Norwich Wolves. First chance fell to, uh, to Raul Jimenez, and he tried some Jason Trimmer ninja shit. <laughs> I saw that. obviously didn't come off. It was off. <laughs> I have no idea why that went through his head. Um, but Todd Cantwell, uh, been in great form for Norwich, um, uh, scored a beauty. Uh, kind of lucky that it fell to him, but he sorted his feet well and and, and very well done. Um, and then Roman, uh, Roman Saiz uh, equalized the wonderful header, uh, but it really there was no defending. Yeah, and Norwich dominated the first twenty twenty five minutes mm-hmm. of that game and could have easily scored two or three goals. Right, and which would have killed the game off, but they yeah, just they never yeah, capitalized. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. finish. Um. Um. And then him, uh, Jimenez did well to slot home the second Wolves goal. Um, after fucking up before, he took his time, sorted his feet, um, and picked out the far corner. Norwich has got to turn it on and turn it on quick. I think there's only ever been two great escapes when you were dead last. Uh, or Norwich, what position are Norwich at? 19th or 20th? They're, they're, muted they're in 19th, but they're tied for the last. Okay. Nobody is, there's only been two, two teams. Uh, bottom at Christmas that have survived, I believe. West Bromwich Albion, a long time ago. Brian Robson was their manager. And then I think Leicester was 20th on Christmas um, when Nigel Pearson got them out of it. Uh, back when he was Leicester boss right before Claudio Ranieri took over and then won the title the year after. 
Um, I think those are the only two times the the people on in twentieth spot on Christmas uh, stayed up. So Norwich has got to figure it out. Watford's got to figure it out. There there needs to be some sort of it just you know it it basically comes down to hard work, determination, and a plan, right? And if you don't have that, you're gonna fall apart. And that's exactly what Norwich City and Watford have done um, up to this point. Watford, you can see some signs of improvement. But Norwich is like beating their fucking heads against the wall. It's the same shit every week. They, they continually get beat on the break. They're, they're soft at the back. And it's Arsenal. Yeah, it's, it's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're a poor man's Arsenal. You're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. They try to play football. Right. Sometimes it comes off, but more often than not, it doesn't. And they're soft at the core. Yeah, they that's do the, all the, the little things wrong. Yeah, and it I, I completely. That's a well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Newcastle continuing their fine form, beating Palace one nil. Um, honestly, who gives a shit? Uh, other than Miguel Almiron finally broke his duck. <laughs> this game was pretty ugly as well, uh, and he promptly ripped his shirt off and got a yellow for it. Yeah, and I didn't put any notes down because there was nothing to write down. Yep, he hugged the ball boy though. I mean, there, you got to give him credit. What for is that. this? It's all. Everything's about the ball boys. And now. the last was three weeks in a row now. Ball boys getting hugged. I, I don't know. I want to see more of what Gaz, uh, Gazaniga did. <laughs> I want to see more of the karate kicks. Uh, and then uh, Brighton Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield one 0 uh, Egan scored, but VAR took it away. Uh, Matt Ryan terrible goalkeeping that uh, on this day. Um, Brighton scored. Then psych, it was offsides. Uh, VAR ruling that one out. And then McBurney finally scored for real. Um, off the inside of the post, actually a pretty nice the finish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the the rest of the match was played. Yeah, I would like to <laughs> nothing just, else happened. Cause I know this is gonna piss Sam Houston off. All VR right. and it might piss you off too, but VR was perfect in that game. Yeah, that it actually but was. Both a, decisions were correct. Were correct. And yeah, they, yeah. That's an example of how it's supposed to work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They were, did you see they were uh, quick? Mc, McGoldrick missed that open net. No. Oh God, he. He was he had he beat the it was a, he one on one with the goalie rounded t- him touched it off to the side <laughs> yeah. had him beat and hit the side netting. You don't remember that? Oh man, no. it, it was bad. That's pitiful. Yeah, it was really bad. I drank a lot when I did my notes yeah, the other day. Yeah. Um, and then he also had a he pulled a Sam Graham. Uh oh. Yeah. He fought somebody. You missed. He missed the sitter. Uh, another uh, sh- uh, shot. Another attempt, ch- <laughs> missed it, and then they came at, back with a fast break. And you could just see that McGoldrick was pissed off, and he turned around and he fucking ran right at the guy with the ball and tackled him from behind and got oh. a card, just like Son did. Just like so Sam did. <laughs> um, yeah, that does sound like me. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> three straight wins for Sheffield. Yeah, in their fifth fucking place. I know. Be fifth at Christmas. Unreal. And yep. we're in eleventh. Eleventh. Wow. Yep. Cool. With, with a negative goal differential. Awesome. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then Bournemouth and Burnley kind of played a football match, I guess. Who? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Rodriguez, also the goal that was scored, also kind of sucked. <laughs> it hit his head and yeah. his shoulder. Like, <laughs> ugh. It just, <laughs> this was a pitiful game all the way around. There was one shot on target in the whole game, that and was it the was goal. the goal that went yeah. in. Yep. Um, fuck that. It was a terrible game. I'm not talking about it anymore. Agreed? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, it is time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time uh, with Sam and Rob. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, so I won last week. Um, Pat won last week. 
Houston lost. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, why don't you uh, give us your bet, my man? Yeah, so uh, Thursday, I'm going to kick it off with uh, the over on the Arsenal-Bournemouth game. It's currently at three and a half goals. I think we're going to show a, a – we, we score pretty well against Bournemouth. Yeah. And I think we're going to have enough energy and uh, excitement in the game to uh, to beat that. I think it's going to probably be a four to two game. Ooh, actually, we're going to give get up a, a couple. Yeah, actually, going to get a new manager's bump now. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and then for Saturday, I'm going to do uh, Norwich over Tottenham because that line is looking good at plus four fifty. Really? Well, with no sign. And I just think I fucking hate Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. And Tottenham. Completely agree. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Big Sam's bullshit. Lock of the week. <laughs> uh, so uh, Rashford obviously didn't score, which put Sam down to minus 361. Uh, for Boxing Day, he's going to take Leicester to beat Liverpool at plus 235. And then over the weekend, he's going to take Villa uh, to win at Watford at plus 270. Not a parlay, separate bets. I don't know about that either. I don't know about that. Saturday, I don't know about that either. I don't yep. know about the first bet. Oh, Leicester's going to beat that ass. <laughs> they should have at least drawn against Liverpool the first time out. Yeah. Uh, at Anfield, but what are you going to do? Stop committing fouls in the box, and you wouldn't have to worry I about that. I just need you guys to lose That's, one game. I don't yeah, even care which exactly. one it is. Well, it needs it actually to, needs to be soon because yeah. you're hitting that 45 game mark. close to 49, yeah, yeah 49, which is going to piss bad, me off. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys going to have champagne that you pop when that happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's, 100%. Yeah, because we're probably not going to have St. Tottenham's Day this year, so nope. we'll have to celebrate something. Yeah, and us holding on to the Invincibles will be that thing we celebrate. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we got Pats. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pats Pick of the Week. All right, Pat writes in, All right, thanks to Manchester City last week, I cut my debt in half. So this week I'm going to try and get out of the red with it all Manchester United parlay. So he's doing two games. In a parlay plus a kicker, right? Ooh. I know. Um, Thursday, United hosts Newcastle, and he's going to parlay them winning straight up at minus 300 with United beating Burnley on Saturday at minus 110. And the over in the Burnley-United game at two and a half goals, <coughs> excuse me, is minus 120. On a $100 bet, that'll pay him out 366. And once again, he'll be back in the lead on the show if it happens. Good luck and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Pat. You too, buddy. Uh, so that's United to beat Newcastle and to beat Burnley and there to be more than two and a half goals in the Burnley game. Ooh, that sounds like a me bet. Yep. <laughs> He's going to promptly lose. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes another semester of Tegan. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was Pat's. I am going to do, uh, on Thursday on Boxing Day, I'm going to have Palace uh, beating West Ham at plus 128. And then separately on the weekend, I'm going to have a Newcastle-Everton draw at plus 240. I uh, I don't know that the new manager bump is going to come uh, right away with Carlo simply because Everton is so thin at the moment. And Newcastle is proving somehow to be a difficult opponent for people to play against. They're, they're, you know, Steve Bruce isn't really known for his organizational skills, and they look organized at the back. They look like they know what they're doing. And uh, until Everton gets a little healthier, I don't think they're going to see that bump yet. Um, so I got them drawing, uh, drawing Newcastle. And now, here's Ki- you know what? Cut the music. Thank you. I'm going to deliver Kitty's bet in peace. 
Um, this might be Kitty's last bet, though, as Russ uh, brought in a bucket of chicken and then uh, told me that in an ultimate power move, uh, he cooked up Gertrude in front of Kitty, <laughs> tried to intimidate her. Yeah. Put uh, that kitten in its place. Uh-oh. <laughs> However, uh, when I visited her about it, she turned, um, she turned down an Adele song she was listening to uh, and then waved her wing in front of her face saying, you can't see me. Uh, that's right, because the midweek she's picking Tottenham over Brighton as both John Cena and Adele are uh, spuds. Um, and then I asked her what she was doing over the weekend. Uh, she said she was going to go for martinis with none other than Daniel Craig, uh, 007. So um, Shaken, I'm thinking, not stirred. That's right. I think she's taking Liverpool over Wolves uh, on the weekend, and that is Kitty's lock of the week. Oh, <laughs> all right. It almost makes me sad to talk about Drunker United because I miss you. Well, I miss you too. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... Don't get me wrong. I, I do. Uh, I truly miss playing with Drunkard United. Um, and I hate getting old. And Yeah, getting old sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you have to choose body over fun, it's not uh, yeah. not fun. Uh-uh. It's not. Um, we're kind of going to keep it to a minimum this week because it was bad. I wasn't there. I was sick. And uh, they lost 8-3. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I know nothing about what happened. And Sam didn't really fill me in before he left. So... Um, we're going to use this time instead. Uh, any Seinfeld fans out there will know that today, at time of recording, we're recording on the 23rd, it's Festivus. Um, so uh, we're not going to wrestle because we're not drunk enough for that. So there's no feats of strength this year. Uh, but what there is going to be is the airing of grievances, um, where we're going to take some funny shit, some real shit, some whatever we've got a fucking problem with, <laughs> and we're going to let you know about it. <laughs> so this is what Sam Graham's best at, was bitching. Yeah, so, exactly. Right up his alley. Yeah. I've got issues with you people. Yep. Now you're going to hear about them. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one, Houston, just in general, uh, you know, <laughs> just have, just wow. a general grievance. Wow. Just <laughs> as a whole. Uh, man, I just Houston. I stunned the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez>. Wow. <laughs> Nobody right. has anything to say. Damn. Hope you have a nice vacation, Sh- Houston. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, for real, uh, Number one for me is is actually a real one. Um, it's the renewal of this public racism in world football. Fuck this. Um, I'm I'm really getting sick and tired of it. Um, it's it's a shame that in this day and age we have to 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 deal with this. And you know, at a time when when things that even twenty thirty years ago weren't normal, even though they should have been, are starting to become normal. That we're regressing back to not liking somebody because of the color of their skin. It's Do you think we'll see a team walk off the pitch absolutely. coming up? I hope so. I hope so. The players need to take a stand. You know? I I I I truly believe that that's one of the only things that's going to start changing it. You know, I don't think I th- I think it's unfair to dock the team's points. You know, which is one solution that was that was tossed around. Um, Why do you think that's unfair, though? Because you can... It, that, for me, is... You know how easy it is to get tickets? Yeah. You could just go start screwing your rivals over. True. What's the difference, yep. right? And just... You, you can't dock the players' points for something but, that happens in yeah, the Yeah, but stands. these, these like players... Everything's on video. These players were clearly in the Tottenham fan section 
Oh no, absolutely. This, no, mean, yeah, this yeah, last yeah. instance at least. Right. Uh, it's pretty clear of who who they were. I just I I think it's unfair to the players themselves. I think you walk off the field, if it's after sixty minutes, result stands. If it's before that, they they replay the game. Behind closed doors. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I, I asked you there's well, no the, perfect, the why, but I, I I'm on the same Yeah, there, I, it's it's hard to, you, There's no perfect response to it. It's you know, because it, it's it's not fair to the players to have this ha- this is their livelihood too. They want to go out. They want to win these games, um, I mean, unless they're Arsenal players because they, they haven't really given a shit for the last two months. But they want to. They're they're out there busting their ass day in day out at training to come out and play their sport and and do that. And you know they they don't go out drinking. They don't you know smoke cigars or you know what th- those sorts of things that us regular guys do that that we enjoy. They don't do those things. They treat their body as as a temple, you know, and and which is why they get paid so much money. They live a very strict, a very regimented lifestyle. And it's unfair for somebody to go to their place of work and be racially abused. You wouldn't you wouldn't go to Walmart and and start yelling at the cashier. You wouldn't go to the butcher shop and start yelling at the butcher. You know, you wouldn't go to the grocery store and and, and do this that the other. Why is it okay to do it in a sporting event? Why do they feel that emblazoned and emboldened to to be able to do it? I don't understand it. And it's going to take, you know, don't turn a blind eye to it. Right. You know, call out your own fans. Call, hey, alert a Stewart. This guy right here is being racist. Like, get him right. out of here, you know. Uh, hit him. Punch right. him in the face. Right. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, actually, so I also have three grievances, and one of them is actually this as well. Yeah. So I just kind of want to throw in uh I, I saw that gary neville was blaming i know this isn't a political podcast uh but it's i think it's worth pointing out um that he's saying that uh, boris johnson is uh fueling racism in great britain oh yeah and it's effectively trump, trump jr yes yeah, <laughs> trump <laughs> all right well that, anyways but that, i think it's uh it's more than just a football issue oh absolutely it, um, it's football reflects society yeah um but it's difficult because there's there's no f- one fix for it right i mean it needs yeah. to start it's it's education it's it's you it's know a systemic problem that, right it's yeah. a systemic issue yeah the problem is is that people aren't acting like this in their everyday lives necessarily. They may believe those things. They may do that in their house or whatever, but they, they don't go around to Walmart to the butcher shops down to the pub and, and scream at people. Yeah. Why are they doing it at a football match? Right. I just think it shows a lack of intelligence on the fans. Yes, if absolutely. come out, there's so many other things you can do to taunt or yell or right. scream be at fucking, a player. Be clever. Yeah. Be creative. Be, you know, think of something different. Don't just, right. you know, be an idiot. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's it's ridiculous. I hate seeing it. Um, but that would be my number one grievance this year. I, no- I would like to see any of those guys <laughs> walk up to Rudiger in his face. In his face, and do exactly. That and get their ass beat. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's the same thing with social media. They get these yeah, keyboard absolutely. warriors, keyboard heroes. Yeah, and they can absolutely. scream from a hundred feet away and and not be punished. It's got that anonymity, yep. right? You could just blend right back into the sixty thousand people there, right? You know. Yep. Um, Fuck uh, them. Number two is VA motherfucking R. You knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew I had a problem with it. Uh, and here it is. Fuck VAR. <laughs> I've got a huge grievance with this. It's not consistent. The referees still aren't using the monitor on the side of the field. It's It's been abysmal. It is destroying football, yep. and I can't stand it. I know it's not going anywhere, but fuck it. Yep. 
I did see a, a ref walk toward the monitor this last week, but then he stopped. Yeah, you, I think he realized he could get in trouble if he <laughs> continued going over there. Why would he get in trouble for? He exposed that there's no electricity going and, to it. There's No, there is electricity. Yeah, you can't to. state that the referee has the ultimate decision if they're literally not reviewing the play. Right, exactly. You know? I exactly. mean, it's clearly well, not. So it's being re-refereed or refereed by someone by else. you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we just get Russ up there with a whistle track? Why even have a then, referee? And then have him have a referee. Exactly. That's what just I'm saying. Just blow a fucking horn in the that's, stadium from. That's what I'm talking you know, about. Where, Russ is on the buttons. Just get him up there. Hit the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Free kick. Yeah. I mean, I know in Liverpool. What's the fucking they, difference? They moved the monitor to help stipend the wind that was coming across the field. So that's one yeah. thing about the monitor that's helping out with them. That, that's good there, yeah. Keeps the wind from going down the tunnel. Keeps the dressing room nice and warm. Uh, and then lastly, from ninth down to the bottom of the league, there's a negative goal differential. Only the top eight have a positive goal differential. That's pitiful. Yep. So my third and final grievance is Premier League defending. What happened to Great Britain? What happened to the steel grit determination that that the English are known for instilling in their players? Yep. What the fuck happened? Because there are some schoolboy issues happening at big time clubs. It's pitiful. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. All right, what are your two other two grievances besides racism? So my first one is uh, something that has brought me to the brink of even being a fan of this sport, and it is literally only the sport that has allowed me to continue being a supporter of my club. So my number one grievance is fucking Arsenal. <laughs> just the club in general. They're just the club, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've covered Sam being one grievance, and now Arsenal being another. <laughs> yeah, one. Just in, okay. yeah, we're just just mad. That's yeah, just how we angry yeah. people. <laughs> I've burned a jersey. I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I've had it up to my fucking eyeballs <laughs> with Arsenal, and um, obviously, I don't think this season it's going to get any better. It might get a little bit better. Hopefully, we're in the top half of the table. Um, but. Uh, I'll still continue to support Arsenal and be miserable. But yeah. <laughs> it's all for the love of See, the game. See, well, the, the good thing from my perspective is I've been a DC sports fan my whole life. So for about 30 of my 33 and a half years on this planet, my sports teams have been fucking garbage. So I'm used to disappointment. That's partly why I was, I'm so angry because Arsenal was actually successful. It was the last thing I had to hold on to until the Caps a couple years ago and the... Um, and the Nationals this year, obviously. But that's what I had to hang my hat on was Arsenal for yeah, the last top 15 four years. Finishes yeah. kept us in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now we're fucking languid in 11th. Yeah. Tied on points with Crystal fucking Palace. We have uh, arguably three or four star players that can't play with each other and yeah. don't play with each or other. Or won't, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we had an interim manager that... Where I guess he was trying to win the game against Everton, and he <laughs> fucking changed Aubameyang with Lacazette, and I'm like, what the? F uh, did he keep him on the pitch for over 15 minutes though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay. that was tough. Yeah. Moisey Ken getting substituted. That was yeah. tough. Yeah. I don't. But, what, what is Dunk doing there? I, I don't get it. Just showing his authority. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he's like, fuck, fuck this. This is my <laughs> last game. <laughs> I do what I want. No, yeah. I gotta give Dunk a lot of pro props though, because after that game when he was walking around and he, I think he gave his. Uh, 
um, his arm his wristband, yeah, yeah, to one of those d- disabled kids that was on the sidelines. Oh, there you go. It was he's, he. just seems like a high uh, top class guy. Absolutely, couldn't be uh, happier for his little stunt because he really did. I don't know. I think he he made Everton a little bit uh, more feistier, at well, least one hundred percent in the couple games that he managed. One hundred percent. I was listening to the League Cup game uh, on the radio while I was working Wednesday. And uh, the one against Leicester that they ended up losing on penalties, but came back from behind. They were down 2-0 uh, to draw 2-2 and then go to pens. And um, the Manchester United game was so poor that it was the actual Manchester United game. That was the commentary game, but they were only talking about Everton-Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> and then every like couple of sentences, they'd be like, oh, yeah, the, uh, United's still passing around on halfway. And uh, so Big Dunk finally lost his jacket. And they said, now he's just in a jock strap walking around the technical area. And I was like, that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah, it's cool to see uh, Ancelotti and Arteta keep both uh, Freddie and Eubenberg and, and, and Big yeah. Dunk. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's – you need some continuity. And obviously those two are popular figures at each, at cl- cl- at each club. At yeah. club, yeah. yeah. So um, I think you have to do that coming in. Arteta obviously only Will they left. last is the question. Right. Yeah. Arteta – Three years ago, retired from Arsenal. So there's a, eh, there might be a couple people still in the squad that he played with. Callum Chambers, uh, a couple other youth kids that were coming played through. Played with Ozil. When he retired. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ozil was, yeah. was just coming in. So he's um, he's got the respect. Everybody speaks really highly of him. All the City players speak really highly of him. And how he's actually bettered them individually. Yeah, and so he was hopefully, under Pep for three and a half years. So. Yeah. And what scares me, though, is they've named him head coach, not manager. And I'm worried about whether or not he'll have any say in the transfer market or if he's just going to be given whatever commercially viable asset the board decide to buy and he's just going to have to make it fucking work. Yeah, then my fucking grievances next year will be number one Arsenal again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Russ, any grievances from you, my man? Oh, no. yeah, I, I, have, I have one more. Oh, sorry. The second oh, one. My bad. We just ranted on the Arsenal <laughs> topic. Oh, yeah. That's true. Arsenal, no, no. your third one, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, racism, it Arsenal, be. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but my second is just old age because <laughs> we 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 hit on it a little earlier ago. But I I do miss playing uh, ball with my boys. Um, and I might have to sneak out there for a a testimonial. Testimonial. Yeah, I have to get you out. Yeah, I don't think my fucking jersey fits anymore though. <laughs> Mine barely does. Yeah, let's borrow Houston's. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. It especially start getting sweaty, it like sticks to me, and it outlines how Dude, big the tum tum it, is. It's not a joke. When you hit thirty, you fucking get oh, fat yeah. quick. The metabolism <laughs> just slows right down. You also give zero fucks. So you're like, oh, eleven a.m. Beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, why not? I'm off today. I have nothing to do. Grown ass man. I do what I want. I do, exactly. Yeah. No, it's bad news. It is bad news. All right, Russ. Sorry, Russ. <laughs> um, I'm not going to keep piling on making Arsenal one of my grievances. <laughs> so I'll move on to uh, another one. And that is, um, you know, Villa beating up on a bunch of teenagers midweek. You know, that, you know, I thought there would be some sort of report in the newspaper about that, but I guess they got yeah. away with it. Well, yeah. that was. Child abuse is welcomed, right. clearly. The, sk- the scheduling of these, this extra tournament was a little bit ridiculous, in my opinion. That game should have not been played. Uh, in my opinion, that game should have. You can't. That's. It's unfair that the first team didn't even have an opportunity to play, right, at all, because they had responsibilities in Qatar to go for the Club World Cup. So that was their travel day to get out there. They played the following day against Monterey, one-two-one, late on. 
uh, uh, Firmino scored and then beat Flamengo to win the cup. Firmino again in extra time in that one, um, uh, sealing the win. But you see VAR went against them in that match. <laughs> so they, you have to get out of England for VAR to work, obviously. Yeah, the Qataris haven't gotten the Livar pool yet. Yep. Right. But um, no, but I'm with you. That's, you know, that it's just basically just a handing the game over, and it's unfair. They should have rescheduled that match or played it earlier, tried to try to play it a couple days beforehand. But it is what it is. Uh, Villa's on to the semifinals. Good and, on uh, them. And your kids probably cry, uh, cried themselves to sleep that night. Right. They, um, they, they, got a, they got home, had some warm milk and cookies. They were fine. But um, no real grievances. Did you with, say milk? <laughs> yep. Milk? Milk. Just for someone That's sitting my wife. next to me. <laughs> um, no grievances. We're sitting on top of the table. But what I really enjoyed is sitting here with you guys tonight because combined our teams have six Champions League trophies. So... It's really nice kind of sitting here with you guys. Thank you so much. We still have more FA Cups than y'all. Fucking hit the mute button, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, all right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the show, actually. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Wow. We, we did good. Where are we at, Russ? What's, yeah, what's the time at? Under 53 minutes right now. Yeah, Look see, at that. It's fucking that Sam Houston needs to take Pontificating notes. over yeah, here. He just <laughs> fucking <laughs> gabs on and on and on about Everton. Nobody cares. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, drunk Uber passenger taking over for the day. Um, hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little less structured, um, but the games really didn't give us much this week. So yeah. I had a lot of fun just talking shit with my boys. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks for having me. Any uh, parting words? No. All right. Russ? No, I'm good. Thanks for having us in. All right, guys. Uh, fucking peace out. Merry Christmas. Peace, bitches. for all the shit we talked about him? Probably not. All right, good.
So that's the last thing I need to do is have him all emotional coming back tired of shit next Monday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I already got 20 games to go over, and he's going to be all pissy. <laughs> the sunburn could also help. Oh, yeah. At, on his head, too? Yeah. That's going to make the veins stick out all the oh, more. Yeah. The yeah. bulge will be there. Nice contouring. 